following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. I am so excited to be here. I really am. I really was sent here. I really was. Um, I really am. <laughs> but um, uh, can I start with the dream? All right. Y'all ready? I need your participation today. I know that I'm a little overdressed. I wish I would have known I was messing with Pastor Ken. I said, my daddy didn't tell me nothing. <laughs> and some of you are like, he kind of looked like him. He kind of like his daddy. Well, I'm the short one. with I got everything but his hair. Well, I did get his hair. Didn't <laughs> no height, but um, I got his bald head. But listen to this. Um, I had a dream. You know, I, I, let me just say this first. You know, like, like Pastor Ken said, I've been trying to um, um, connect with him through my dad for a little bit uh, for, since last year. Um, and, and I didn't know him at all and never heard anything from him. But my dad showed me a clip of him where he had um, prophesied to my dad in 2002. And I didn't know he had a church. I just thought he was a traveling minister at the time. Um, but anyway, um, my dad said, you need to meet him. I said, okay, it's going to happen when it needs to happen. <laughs> and Because uh, I know he was going out of overseas when he was trying to connect me, and, and I was going somewhere as well. And, um, and you know, I, I'm, uh, in this last month, we've had some series of great events that have happened lately. Um, even with myself and with my traveling crew, we, we travel and everything. We preach and prophesy and different things like that. And... Um, Today is really profound. Um, you don't understand the amount of threatenings that I received from the enemy on being here today. And we know that, we know that warfare is confirmation. <laughs> it's just supposed to be in the place. Um, but one thing that I had a dream about, um, I, I, I mean, I didn't really know how significant it really was. Um, uh, you know, I don't go sleep thinking about Pastor Kent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice guy. I've met him for the first time today. Nice guy. <laughs> but one of the things that happened was um, in the dream, I'm at a church. I'm on this black platform. I got deja vu galore right now. You don't even understand. I mean, even some of you that are in the crowd were in the crowd in the dream. And so I'm, I can't wait to see what God says over here. But I'm, I'm in the dream, and <laughs> I hear the Lord say, well, I'm on the stage. He says, this is a place of double portion. And he, you know, I don't know the significance of that at that moment, you know. And so I can't enjoy your, your celebration. <laughs> and I'm in the, in the dream, and, um, and I hear the Lord talk, talk to me about double portion. And he says that it's important for them to, uh, to, to receive this double portion because they're a church of double portion. But it's equally important for them to follow wisdom who was in the audience. And listen to me carefully. I saw wisdom as a woman in the dream. She was sitting in the front row, and she, was, she had a green sequence kind of dress on with a gold buckle, and she had short brown hair. And I'm in the dream watching wisdom, but I watch wisdom, and, and every time she was in the midst of the leaders and the congregation. And when she got up and walked around, everybody followed her. 
and they begin to follow her all around the room, everywhere she, and they, they were following her, and, and this one I told Pastor Kenneth, because I, I, I know that I, I, I do dream interpretation, teaching on dreams, and so I know the significance of telling the dream exactly the way it happened, because I don't know that person, I don't know what it means to them, I don't know the details, what those details mean to them, but they know the significance, and <laughs> I'm in the place and I'm watching wisdom move, and I'm watching all of them follow. And then I hear the Lord say, it's important for them to follow wisdom like they're following her. Because she's going to tell them how to store or put in storage the very things the double portion is going to bring forth. Wow. And that's something. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I'm still not significant, you know, to me personally. You know, I, I'm not receiving double portion in my dream. <laughs> Somebody else is. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so I'm just going to repeat a message, you know. And then what happens is I hear the Lord say this. He said that time, is, is, he said it's not that it's been delayed that's, that's taking place. He said that it's now the time. He said it's not that it's been a delay. Listen carefully. He said you haven't been in delay. You've just been waiting for a set time from God. And what he said to me was, um, in the dream, he says, wisdom, because I was listening to him about wisdom, because she was so beautiful in the dream. My wife is a very elegant woman, eloquent, elegant, no, I can't even say the word right, but she's very classy, and she's always, she's, she, she's the one that cooks and heals, you know, she's real classy. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful lady. And, um, but <laughs> but I, I remember how beautiful wisdom was. And wisdom, y'all were following wisdom, and I heard the Lord say, they're following wisdom because wisdom knows the true intentions of God. What he intended things to be for. And, and the thing is, and, you know, I did a teaching about wisdom a long time ago. It was about out of um, Proverbs 8 and 22. So I was kind of familiar with wisdom um, in a sense, but I never saw wisdom the way she looked like that. And, and she was walking around in a green sequence um, dress with a, um, a, a gold buckle right here. And like I told you, short brown hair. And I'm in the dream. <laughs> you know, I'm a country boy, y'all. Y'all got to forgive me. And I'm in the dream, and, I, and, you know, I'm still getting delivered from my carnality. I said, I thought a woman's hair was supposed to be long and flowing and glowing, you know, and just represent her glory, God, you know. And I said, why does wisdom have short hair? And God did it to humor me. He said, because it's about to be summertime. It's going to be hot. I said, yeah, that's wisdom. That's wisdom. <laughs> that's wisdom. <laughs> Somebody say, do it, God. I know you can do it. Listen to me, you guys are in a place called now. If you say about to, if you say um, fixing to, or some of my ethnic brothers fitting to, <laughs> you are late <laughs> and you will step out of now. Say now. now. Say now. now. It, shall it shall spring forth. Listen to me. Um, I was in this 
um, dream and everything, and I, and I came out of dream, and I didn't know the significance of everything. I talked to um, Pastor Ken on the phone with my dad. I, I just thought that my dad was just going to pass on the message, you know. Um, I didn't know they were going to call me within the next hour, you know. <laughs> but your pastor's a man of faith. And, and I'm telling you, man of faith. Man of faith. But I didn't know the significance of everything until Thursday morning. Y'all don't, y'all don't hear me. <laughs> I didn't know the significance personally. You know, I don't know. I'm in the dream, and I'm in the dream with Satan himself. He comes and begins to threaten my daughters in the dream. He begins to threaten. And then he, then, you know, you got to understand when the enemy comes at you, it actually, um, you, you, you pay attention to what God tells you to pay attention to because it reveals something that he didn't want you to know in the first place. Oh, that Satan didn't want you to know in the first place. And one of the things that happened in the dream was um, I'm seeing the enemy threatening my children, especially my daughter Jasmine. She's my 11-year-old. And, and he's threatening her. And I can't make out what he's saying. And all I can think about is this is my thought. Thoughts matter in dreams because usually they're the Lord or there's something rising up in you. And my thought is in the dream is this. Does he know? that I know who he is? And, and I said, does he know that I'm crazy? <laughs> and he was talking about my daughter. And, but I heard the Lord say to me, he is upset because of the lighthouse you're going to this week. He said, the place you're going to is a lighthouse. And it's going to draw other people into a place of alignment with it. And it's going to show them how it's like a standard. You guys are a standard. You know, that's why you get a lot of criticism locally even because of the, uh, the persecution that happens even locally because you begin to step out in things and they say, what are you doing all that for? It takes that to get this. <laughs> say, do it, God. I know you can do it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I got to lay off them sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but in the dream <laughs> I don't want to forget this one in the dream I see a scripture on the screen it's in the NIV version and I've never seen the scripture before in the NIV version because it reads different than a lot of different versions but in the dream in the first dream I see this on the screen it's Proverbs 3 and 21 and it says this it says my son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Persevere sound judgment and discretion. Listen to me. You guys did not let wisdom out of your sight. I, I want to talk to you for a moment. Is that okay? Yeah. Say faith. faith. Say now faith. Now. Say now faith. now faith. You're in a place called now. I got to talk to you because I got to show you where you are. You guys are there. You, listen to me. You guys are there. You're not waiting for, you're not, it's not coming to you soon. You're in it now. <laughs> oh, y'all don't hear me. Your faith, listen to me, your faith is about to introduce you to where you are. Oh, let me tell you something. Your faith is about to introduce you to where you are. You know how powerful your faith is? Your faith likes to talk. It's very impulsive. It begins to move when you don't even ask it to move. It begins to do something. It, it hears God, and it likes to respond when God moves. When God comes in the word, faith comes by, 
and hearing by? Okay, listen to this. Say faith. You know, <laughs> say conversations with faith. You know, I'm in the airport the other, um, about three, almost four weeks now ago. And this is, this is what really set some things off for me personally. And, um, and I really believe that this is, this is something where you're at right now. Can I, can I talk to you about it? Okay. T- turn your name and say, let them talk. It's going to make sense in a moment. I'm in the dream. I mean, I'm in the dream. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm in the airport. I'm about to take a trip to um, minister at this church. And the plane gets delayed. And I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> and, and the plane gets delayed. And, and I'm like, oh, I'm stuck in the airport in North Carolina. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. And um, I ain't got nothing to eat good. And, uh, you know, sandwiches, you know. And I'm, I'm like, God, I'm hungry. <laughs> and, and I'm in the place. And all of a sudden, um, they tell us that the flights are going to be canceled that day and um, even that morning, the next morning, because of the, how bad the storm was. And I said, wow, God, what is going on? Went to the hotel room, uh, uh, went to the local hotel, whatever they had available, and I came back the next morning just hoping that something would be available. I'm looking at all these hundreds of people um, um, just waiting for, for the opportunity to get on a flight. If, it, if it's made possible. And I see this blind man. I, I, I noticed him in the terminal um, at the, when I was walking in. He had a guy with him that was kind of, you know, had his back of his shoulder, I mean his elbow, and walking him in there. And I'm in the place, and I'm saying, okay, um, yeah, okay, um, we're going to be here for a while. Because <laughs> everybody's in there. It's like everybody's laying around. There's no place to sit. And it, it was just real neck to neck in there, uh, shoulder to shoulder in there. Um, and the blind man walks and bumps into me and starts cursing. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> I hope I don't get whooped by a blind man today. Because <laughs> I can't fight back, you know. <laughs> but he responds that way for a whole different reason. He said to the person he was with, he said, I can see some lights. I see lights. Now, this guy had the cane and the, the glasses and everything. And he said, I can see some lights. He said, uh, he starts crying and cursing at the same time. And I said, okay, I know what this is. And I walked to the guy and I said, you know, God's going to start doing some things in your life and healing you today. You're going to be healed before you go to the next terminal. And that's not the, even the significant point. He got healed. He got healed. Amen. Check this out. Check this out. Didn't know how that was collaborating with just more than my space. Um, I'm in the place, and, and, and the security guards come over there because they hear this ruckus because this guy's cursing, remember? And they hear this ruckus, and they think I'm harassing the guy, and they ask me to step to the side. I said, I just tell them what happened. And the guy who's with them, um, there's, there's an escort, is telling them what happened as well. And so I'm in the place, and I'm talking to the guy. Y- y'all with me? Y'all following me? Uh, I hope my ADD crowd ain't losing. Y'all ain't losing. You know, them flies fly around, you gone. But, <laughs> but what happens is... <laughs> What happens is the, the whole thing happens with, is this, um, the guy, one of the security guards is a Christian. He says, oh, man. He said, I feel God. I feel God over here. I feel God over here. And then, um, and, and then I said, can I continue to pray for this guy? And I prayed for him. He got healed and everything. Then I hear God say, uh, one of my dad's friends was there. He says, um, Kim Burrell's coming up to the, to, the, to the corner. And I turn around. Kim Burrell's there walking through the terminal. I said, Dad, call Kimberell immediately. 
hey, call her and tell her, come over here, look at this. And, and she's a national recording artist, uh, a national recording artist, whatever. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that happened from that was I ran into a pastor friend of mine. I'm, I'm helping you out with now, I promise you. A pastor friend comes, he's a prophet, he travels and everything, and he says, Draper, what are you doing here? I said, you know, because we, when we meet up, it's some unusual kind of circumstances that happen to get us together. And I hadn't seen him in like 11 years. And, and then, this is what happened. You got to check this out. He goes like this. He said, what are you, you going to go do? I said, well, I'm supposed to go to this church and preach. And I said, but they got the flights canceled, but a blind man just got healed. He says, what? And he, said, and he goes over and prays with the blind man and everything. I mean, he totally gets healed, totally. And the guy, I, I, the blind man talks like this. This is what he says. He says, I have to relearn letters. I haven't seen letters in 29 years. Ain't that powerful? <laughs> and the, I forgot his first name, but his last name was Suddens. That was a significant part to me, Suddens. Come on, somebody say Sudden. Listen to this. I'm in the place. This, this I got to tell you. And the, the, uh, the guy said to me, my prophet friend, he says, hey, Draper. Um, he said, man, what are we going to do? What, what, what God is saying to you? I said, he's telling me to send the word. And he said, send the word? He said, I ain't going to get paid from this place where I just send the word. <laughs> he said, I ain't going to get no check. And I, said, and I heard God as clear as my voice right now. God says, that's the problem. Too many people are pro- part of process. Sometimes even as ministers, we've made ourselves part of the process. That we, have to ha- we actually have to go there and see something happen in order to release something. Do, do you follow me? And then what God does is this. Check this out. I'm in the place. <laughs> I'm in the place and I send the word. And I tell him, send the word. And he, he does. And he gets blessed in spite of all that. He, he gets on the phone with him. I'm on the phone prophesying. I can't see anything <laughs> in that place. But I'm prophesying. God gives me a couple names of people that are there and gives me the details of what's going on in their life. And, and, I, and I tell them and it happens. Everything. And God just moves his outpouring. All this kind of stuff. Listen to this. This this was God, man. God told me, he says, I was trying to show you something through that experience. He says, too many times you can't experience now because you're so much into process that we have to get from this point to that point. He says, if you want to know what God's acceleration is when it's really God's acceleration, he says, I see the end from the beginning. He said, I'm not accelerating you from in gradual kind of stages. He says, you're there now. You're there now. And what happened when I sent the word and everything, things begin to happen. And faith of the people, I mean, they're still experiencing outpouring from that time. I mean, I, uh, my, my, um, one of my assistants was telling me, because they went there. <laughs> they went on different, they drove, I, yeah, they drove there. And I flew there. I wish I would have drove too. But um, <laughs> they drove there, and they said they could feel the presence of God so rich in there. But what is the point? The point I'm trying to make is this. God said, I'm taking you out of process. And not, 
not the process of getting there, but in thinking that you're not there. See, my faith, listen to me, I had nothing to do with what happened during that time that guy got healed. Your faith says, let me move. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, so, so many times you've heard the, answer, the, the word no too many times. The enemy has said no to you. No should not make you weaker. It should make you stronger. Because you know he's a liar. And you need to start challenging what is being said in the season over you. You need to start challenging it. When the enemy starts speaking something, you need to challenge him on it. Because I'm telling you, he's going to cower down. Listen to this. Y'all with me? Say, do it, God. Now it shall spring forth. Listen to this. Um, I'm in the place. I'm not going to be that much long. I'm going to prophesy something here. Um, but God begins to talk to me about faith. He said, your faith is very impulsive. It, it wants to do stuff that when you don't even, you, you know. And, and, I, and I was like, God, please explain to me what you're talking about. And he says, remember what the centurion warrior, the soldier, he said, remember when he said, just send the word, right? And God told me, he says, see, we look at that scripture and we ooh and ah about it. He says, but we miss the point. The disciples were missing the point. He said, that's not something to just aspire from, but that was now your ceiling becoming your floor. That was the place where you're supposed to start operating from, not just seeing it as an archive that you put into the shelf and said, this happened before. He said, I wanted you to start moving from that point, that, you, that anything was possible. Oh, y'all following me today? Listen to this. Remember when faith, see, it's, when, when faith was mentioned, it talks about as the size of a mustard seed. You know, I always thought it was about all about the size, but it was, all, it was really about the character. The mustard seed is one of the fastest growing seeds in the world. It was about the character. And it wasn't about the mountain so much, but it was, it was about how God says, I'm going to move something that has been your obstacle and bring it to your vacation place. Because islands are mountains turned upside down. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs some island experience. Welcome to the Caribbean. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Say, do it, God. I know you can do it. No, see, see, that's what faith begins to say. I remember this old lady. She used to be in this church, and she would be praying. That's why I, you know, I got this from. I got it from another prophet friend of mine named Eric Copeland. And, and this old lady, me and him travel a lot together, but this old lady would be in the altar, and she would go and, you know, they had these things called morning prayers back in the day. You remember, you remember everybody morning prayer, right? Some of you still do it, right? Morning prayer, and old little old ladies come in there and, and go, <laughs> and she would say, do it, God. <laughs> I know you can do it. And, and, and she would get out there, do it, God. I know you can do it. And, and, and he's, um, my friend saw her whole family get saved. And the thing was, I asked the Lord, why was that so significant? And God says, do you not understand that I love an entourage? I like somebody who cheers me on. Your faith wants to cheer me on. I want to do some things to amaze myself. See, do you know the point 
of the handkerchiefs and the aprons. and God said, I'll work within their guidelines, within their superstitions. Do you know even the denominations, I was talking to Pastor Ken earlier, even the denominations, he said, I'll squeeze through your tight windows, but now I want to open up the floodgates. Let me come in the way I want to come in. Come on, somebody. I want to talk to you about what you are about to experience. You're going to, ex- you're going to really experience, you know, you need to understand that you're going to have to make different discoveries now. You're going to have to discover how it feels not to have lack. You're going to have to discover how it feels not to have anybody who's sick in the church. You're going to have to go find somebody else. <laughs> Because you're in now and you're not in waiting, see, see, delay, delay, delay. You know, I was delayed on the flight, but faith was moving now. You might be in a place where you physically seem like you're stopped, but God said, look around. I want to do something with faith. Start looking around. I want to cancel out your delay. I'm not saying there's no warfare. I had warfare getting here. The lightning was striking. I kid you not. Um, um, uh, Mr. John and his lovely wife, they were picking me up from the airport, and lightning was striking the plane. I was like, oh, Lord, where we going, Lord? Where we going? <laughs> oh, Lord. And, and I, you know, because I don't know where I'm going, but I know that it is more than just revival. It's more than just an outpouring. It's, this is like an open place. Where it's because you have such expectations. God says, I'm going to supersede those expectations. But also, I'm going to show you strategy on how to be that lighthouse that I set you to be. That when the enemy would try to bring the darkest dark, he said that even the nation will begin to look at you and say, this is where we're supposed to go. You guys are going to show even states around you. You know, Texas is going to catch up with (laughs) y'all. We're going to catch up. We're going to catch up in Texas. But Texas are going to, I just feel like this is significant is what I'm saying, um, that we're going to catch up with you. But you are the leaders of this move. You know, my dad was telling me about the abortion thing in Alabama, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that awesome? Did you know what that broke off of your state? Did you know that even in this house, it became more illuminated? God showed me, even when I was on the plane, he showed me, he says that, he says, where you're going is going to be so bright to you. He says, even when you're prophesying in the place, you're going to see clearly. He said, you're going to see angels in the place. Listen to me. Angels in the place. Do y'all believe in angels? <laughs> they're here. They're here. They're here. And, and I promise you, you're going to see some things today. It's going to be awesome. But at the same time, what I heard God say is this. He said, I want them to allow this to be the starting place. Not that you are tipping, I mean, topping off. Do you understand me? Watch this, the miracles, signs, and wonders that begin to unfold. I'm telling you, you know, you, you got all these things lined up. He was talking about the oil to me that's been happening, right? You got all the baptisms that's been happening, right? What if God gave you one-tenth of the city? I was glad you said that. What if he gave you the whole city? 
And I'm not talking about, see, I'm not talking about just everybody coming to your church. I'm talking about so connected that it's like the real one body thing going on. That we're so connected that things begin to happen simultaneously at different places because we're so connected. Places that have been challenging you are going to start embracing you. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm I'm so serious. Say, do it, God. I know you can do it. Now, y'all got to do it better than my own. I got a lady in Mexico did it one time. She she got into it. She was like, because we saw the move of God. It was powerful. She was this. Oh, she went crazy. She got in front of everybody. Do it, God. I know you can do it. I said, yeah, he going to do it now. <laughs> I'm intimidated if he don't. <laughs> but listen to this. Um, I have one more thing I want to say. Um, say do it, God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, um, one thing he was talking to me about, see, the whole thing that keeps some of us from moving forward is because of what we've done um, in the negative, right? Um, God says you got to move, you got to transition like Isaiah did from conviction to responsibility. Because when Isaiah experienced the presence of God, he was first convicted. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips living amongst the people of unclean lips. But he transitioned from that place into a place where he said, here am I, send me. He took responsibility. You have responsibility. God has put a mantle over this place, a mantle. You, you, you talk about somebody being on the map. You are on the map in the kingdom. I see you clearly. That's what the Lord says. I see you clearly. I'm just here. To tell you that, <laughs> see, a lot of things that you have done, listen to me, this, God told me the number 11 over you, and he told me this, this I was talking to Pastor Kent about it, and um, he shared with me a little bit of the significance of it, but the thing is, God told me the number 11 in the same dream, and he said to me, he said, uh, uh, the dream I was having about the lighthouse, and he said, he said to me, they're in seed form, listen to me. Seed, say seed form. A peach seed doesn't look like a peach, does it? But when it springs forth, it begins to transform into that image. Listen to this. God says, I'm going to transform. You might have a husband that's in seed form, baby. (laughs) You can't eat your seed. You got to sow your seed, right? You want to eat them alive, just hurt them. (laughs) But God says, give me a moment. Listen to me. I talked about now, right? Now takes out process, right? Remember the two olive trees that produce oil without having to be crushed? He says, you're going to be able to go up to seeds and say, give me fruit. No, you don't hear me. You're going to be able to go up to seeds and say, now give me fruit. God said, I'm going to transform things. He said, he said in, the, in the end, in the twinkling of an eye, <laughs> he said, but I want you to practice it now. Do you understand that things can happen instantly now for you? You know, I, I'm telling you, I see you in a place where you say, man, that little chubby black guy was right on point. 
He told us the truth. <laughs> see, after this, I'm going to eat some fried chicken. I'm all right. <laughs> I ain't got to see you tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you're going to see these things unfold. And the miracle, see, in the dream, I didn't tell you this part. In the first dream when I had with, with Pastor Ken in it, because that's, that's what God said his name to me in the dream. But I saw people who had issues with their hands being healed. He was doing something called simple miracles. Say simple miracles. It was somebody who had something going on with the hand that was, it was healed. It, it was, I mean, I don't know what it was really. It was like some kind of skin thing, and it was healed. And then other people had different issues were being healed. Somebody even with the elbow right here was getting healed. And different, just unusual, just simple miracles. Say simple. And what I noticed was this. God put the name miracle over you. It wasn't the word miracle. It was the name. You need to listen to me. Miracles. I got to talk to you about what miracles are. Miracles are like breadcrumbs that lead you to where he's trying to take you to. To something more divine. They're just laying there. So I need you to follow me. They're just laying there. I need you to follow me. I'm, I'm about to take you somewhere. I need you to follow me. That's what miracles are all about. Then God said, I'm going to get you in a place where you begin to challenge the things that are in your now that are not supposed to be set up right now. I feel that. Don't you feel that? I know some of you are quiet because you're listening because it's going into your spirit. Listen to me carefully. I heard him say that other places are going to mimic what you have but the thing, the, the thing is, it's not to be mimicked. It can only be experienced. God is pouring out something here. And, you know, you have the oil that he told me that you can't sell and that you give out and different things like that. Keep giving out the oil. <laughs> because I'm telling you, God's taking some people out of this place of God can only move this way. And he's showing them all the other sides of the mountain. You hear me? Some people only see one view from the mountain. But there's other views, other sides to the mountain. And you're going to begin to expose them to those things. Um, um, one other thing, and I, and I, and I will start prophesying. Um, say now. now. Say now. now. Say right now. right now. It took too long, didn't it, when you say right now, right? <laughs> Just say now. <laughs> say now. now. It, shall it shall spring forth. Um, you need to hear me on this part. This is very important right here. Um, this is what God talked to me about to tell you. Um, some of you have been, you've been through a lot. You've been through heavy stuff that, you know, you can't testify to even by anybody about because it's that heavy. Um, and one of the things that, I mean, even some of you have been uh, just really ass sexually assaulted and, and continued. And, and, and even certain things didn't happen for you, um, didn't break through for you and everything. But God told me to tell you, you need to listen to your faith because your faith still wants to fight. Because some of you, some of you have physically said, I'm tired. I can't go through this again. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about another season. Well, God 
I think season is one of the low levels of looking at time. You know, it's the beginning stage of, of looking at time. God says, I'm always with you. He says, look at it like that, that I'm, I'm transcending time in your life. I'm always with you. And he told, he told me to tell you, even to the point where you feel rejected, it's like even you, you, when you approach God, you approach him all guilty. And you feel like you're just condemned. I'm telling you, this is for somebody who's been here, man. It's like even minister-wise, you feel condemned because of the things that you've taken in. And you feel like you put your hands to something, you're going to defile it, so you kind of step off a little bit. God said, I need you to know your faith wants to fight. I need you to begin to crucify your flesh and stop listening to the enemy and take the bat that he is beating you with and start wearing him out. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.